and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 244, creeping up on 250, of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. I am Grace, and we're back! Like a dinosaur story. To, oh, I like that. I love that movie. Um, we missed you all. Today, we are going to talk to you about... Yes. Stargate Atlantis. Uh-huh. Season 3. Yes. Episode 6. Uh-huh. The Real World. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Yes. When Cameron was in Egypt land, <laughs> let my Elizabeth go. <laughs> or, or, yes, we're interrupted. <laughs> I like we're interrupted. Mine is, this is what happens when people stop being polite and start being real. <laughs> this is the real world. <laughs> Atlantis. It's when they've run out of cities uh-huh. on Earth to yep. go to. They this just go is to like yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. How have you been? It's been a hundred years. I'm I've been. I've been going. I've been doing. I've been knitting. I've been playing uh, Vikings video games. I've been watching Star Wars. Nice. That basically is everything I've been doing. I have been homeworking and then some more homeworking. Uh-huh. And then some more homeworking. Oh, some homeworking on the side. And then a little bit of Bake Off, uh-huh. and then some more homework. Oh, I did watch the finale of Bake Off. It was I very did, yeah. controversial. It was very, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. It's very controversial. Um, and then um, a little bit of cyberpunking. Yes, that's that has come out. That, uh, I see a lot of that in your future. There's a lot of like, guys. What a trying first year of marriage <laughs> when you only have one copy of Cyberpunk and two people who want to play it. This is why we got two Xboxes. <laughs> Except there has been times where we have the disc of Valhalla, and there's been a couple times where it's like, I wanna, I wanna play Assassin's Creed Two, but we can't put it on both machines. Yeah, that's when I just go back to you know Odyssey. The the thing is, you know, we can't buy two copies of the game. That would be a little bit excessive. I know. But you kind of want to secretly. Well, right now we're both at the be- like sort of at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to play you two hours, and then you can play two hours, that's, and then you can play two hours. It. That's how you have to bounce it. So, so that's what we're doing. But I am letting letting domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, husband, Jesse, have the first crack. Yeah. We are playing different playthroughs, different styles. Well, that's nice because I know there's three different like yeah big- he's ways of attack for that game so what we're trying to do is um not spoil each other's form so that we can then go back and play the others i don't mind watching him play because i'll probably just play the one way through yeah but he doesn't want to watch my playthroughs oh because i'm so because i started out street kid and he started out nomad Uh uh-huh um and um the other fun thing that I've been doing is getting migraines. Oh, that's, that's new. That's fun. New part of my life. You know, just because 2020 didn't have enough to throw oh, at yeah. you. Oh, yeah. So last night when I was playing, I was the first time playing through, I had this dull migraine. Um, and I was like, I'm going to fucking play through it anyway. Yeah. And I was like, man, the art in this game is really fucking fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> 
And they went with this really interesting blur effect. Uh, yeah, and I was just like, well, I was like, all oh, the text is so small. Everything's meant to be so techy, and the, yeah. there's no serifs on anything. Yeah. And so I was like, it's just fucking a little bit hard to see. Maybe it's because it's meant for a PC and not really for the PlayStation. Yeah. But we got it on PlayStation because we needed to get out of the office every now and then. I hear then. that. I hear that. And then I was playing again this morning, and I was like. Oh, I just couldn't see last night. <laughs> My eyes were just fucked up. Because they were like, fuck you, bedtime. Yep. Um, so that's where my life has been. <laughs> Anyways, um, we love you guys. We're happy to be back. Um, if you did not catch our Star Wars <laughs> Ahsoka-rama, get on into yours. I really love Ahsoka. Um, we figured we didn't want to spend an entire two hours talking about Ahsoka on this pod, no. so we just dropped a little bonus pod. Um, yeah, I, and, and I could have continued talking about oh, Star yeah. Wars for hours I more. believe it. Uh, but, so anything else that you've been watching that you have a burning desire to share? No, I've literally just been watching fucking <laughs> Star Wars. I'm not even kidding. Since Ahsoka shut up a Mandalorian, I've just watched Star Wars. Yeah. I haven't branched out yet. Oh, I mean, I feel that. I've been watching old episodes oh, of Bake Off. I take it back. We have started a new series. We have oh. a couple episodes left. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. I'll take it back. I've, I watched a different show. with. Okay. Apple TV+. Plus. We've just started Ted Lasso. Okay. Which is as adorable as everyone said it would be. Okay. We also binged hardcore the three series with uh, Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman, Long Way Round, Long Way Down, and Long Way Up. I had seen the first oh. one and, like, half of the second one. Um, but you'd probably dig them, too. It's just the two of them on motorcycles traveling around the world. Adventure times! Yeah. I'm into it. And on I the last one, that. they travel on electric motorcycles. Oh, we do. We did watch one other thing separately, but I know we both watched it. Yeah. And it's the fucking pack. Yes. I do not like reality shows, but this one's fucking adorable. It's a competition show. It's the amazing race with bubbles. But again, if this was humans, I would not be able to watch it. However, yeah. dramatic slow-mos of dogs running, give it to me all day long. If you are looking for a good feel-good thing, if you're hanging out with family... Or even if you just need a nice little pick-me-up. Or, like, it's a perfect one again. Everyone's working from home. You know you watch it when you work from home. Yeah. Put pack on. It's on Amazon. Um, I still think Kentucky and Derby were robbed. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, the, 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 uh, the, let's just say that the dog that won is the dog that I called winning in the first well, episode. Predictable winner. Yeah. But you know what? Um, Don't care, because the dog's fucking awesome. Yeah, they're all amazing, and everyone's amazing. Um... I just really, really fell in love with those two. They're kind of adorable. Uh, I also fell in love with the loudest dog in the world, and that's saying something because I've met Kaylee. Can, can I just tell you that the entire time I was like, this makes me feel better as a loud dog owner. I just, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give credit to, I believe, our neighbors because I didn't think I loved how loud hounds were, yep. but I kind of, it's its actually really endearing. <laughs> and so there's a hound on this show, and I'm like, I just fucking love it so much. But I do appreciate when so everyone much else to is say. like, I don't know which direction to go. Oh, there he is. Yeah, follow the bark. Follow the loudest dog ever. Um, I forgot her name already, but um, but she, I, I think it's a she, right? Yeah. Um, but she's this, this really cool 
a bloodhound who works with vets and is trained as a as a like a therapy emotional support dog but she just has so much to say about everything all the time and i love a good loud dog uh anyways loud dogs let's get into this show okay um so um yeah but also just watch the watch the you mcgregor on a motorcycle shows guys uh real fun adventures so august 18th 2006 we're doing it written by carl bender directed by paul ziller this is his only episode of stargate oh why um he's mostly it looks like he does a lot of tv movies okay a combination of like cool yeti things like yeti curse of the snow demon oh and hallmark christmas films so like that's quite an <laughs> eclectic i love it that's like you know, i don't even know what that's do like. you know what actually what i makes me really really want hmm. is a bad a like a bad like yeti curse of the snow demon hallmark christmas film oh like combine that shit. That sounds like a good Doctor Who Christmas special. That's what I like. Combine that shit. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like the heart, like the adorable a Hallmark rom com horror. Yes, dude. Why is it rom com horror or like thing? Rom com monster film. <laughs> rom com. Uh, uh um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, okay. my favorite is how you looked at me for like ten seconds, going, "What the fuck was that?" I was like processing, 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 denied, and then I fell. Um, um and then yeah. that is my, and then my bones my, went limp. That's my Lady Gaga impersonation. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay, guys, it's been a couple weeks. Oh. So obviously, there's a couple recognizable guest stars in here. Oh, yeah. Um, one of which may have not been recognizable for like the entire world, but basically was just like a giant target for Grace. Uh-huh. Um, Mr. Alan Ruck. Oh, you mean Cameron? Yeah, you Cameron I mean Cameron. Was in this film? Uh, basically like listen, the man was in a Red Wings jersey for an entire movie, so I'm going to remember who it was. Don't tell domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, husband Jesse. Yeah. Probably still one of my crushes. <laughs> probably still on the Chill list. To this, he's still on the list. Um I just always thought it was real bold to be wearing the Red Wings jersey in Chicago. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean it's you know the sensitive, slightly overly emotional man. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, we, uh, we got different things out of that film. I'm just uh -huh. letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, most recently, he is the I think the oldest brother on Succession on HBO. Oh which God, is, that's another show I need to start. I was gonna say if you haven't seen Succession, Grace, you would enjoy that I one. I will. That definitely has some be acting chops in it. It's very choppy. Uh, also was uh, the captain of the Enterprise B at the start of Star Trek Generations. Oh. Yeah. Also was Rabbit and Twister. Guys, fun fact, I've seen Twister a lot mm. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave it at a lot. A lot of the times. Um, We watch Twister a lot. I've just always been a, a Cameron stan. A cam stan, if you will. I will be honest... Like, 
I obviously knew he was the captain in in uh, Generations. I obviously knew he was in Succession. He is an actor that I don't always connect the dots that's the same person. I don't know why. He was also great in Spin City. He was in Spin City. Um, I didn't watch it a ton, but I would watch it every once in a while. Cam Stan. Yeah. Um, forever. It, uh, I actually wrote a paper at the beginning of this year arguing how... This film is actually about Cameron and not about Ferris at all. Oh, I assume that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, There's an entire ethical reasoning but, on the film. But again, my focus of the film, as we know, was... was just the Jersey. Was, there this was, was the Jersey's day it off. It was the Jersey's day off. Because <laughs> there was a Red Wings jersey. Yeah, no, I wrote I wrote a, um, eight pages on why this film is actually about Cameron um, okay. and not about Ferris at all. Guys, speaking of, of like hockey and films... Like, also Disney announced, along with all the Star Wars and Marvel shit, they're making a new Mighty Ducks film. Oh, that's right. They're making a new Mighty Ducks film. Let's do it. Also, they're making a Chippendales film. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they're doing a live action plus animated Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I see. I didn't catch any of the upfronts because DuckTales is done for. I Correct me if I'm wrong. I may have heard this wrong. I thought there was talks of another DuckTales series, though. I don't know. I did, haven't heard it yet. But I thought the that was announced The other thing that I found there. upsetting is that the latest season of DuckTales is not on Disney+. Plus. That's weird. Yes. And it's very upsetting. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, Nixie's looking things up. She's fact-checking the facts of the factual things. Um, and then as soon as she's done with that... Yep, hold I up, promise hold up. we will probably get into this episode. Sorry, y'all. It's been a while since we've done this, so we don't know what the fuck we're doing anymore. Yeah, maybe I'm I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. Continuing. Um, um, there is also this other guest star in this episode. I think goes by the name of Rick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's this guy. <laughs> there's there's some other guy. Some dude. Some some RDA dude. Yeah. Oh RDA. Um, I will say that in one of those fun moments where. Um, husband Jesse walks into the room while I'm watching Stargate yeah. moments. He's like, I thought it was off the show. And I yeah. was like, this is a different show. Yeah. And he goes, he's on this show now? And I was like, no. no. And he's like, you gonna explain further? I was like, nope. nope. Also, let us not forget probably the most important guest star of the entire episode, uh-huh. Sedgwick. Oh, Sedgwick buddy! Oh, yes. Sedgwick. Oh, Sedgwick. I am a big fan um, I also think that is an amazing name for a dog. I know. I like. Th- I mean, and it's also I mentioned before. The last time we saw Cedric, it's Tori's actual dog. Yeah. Um, who, unfortunately, I do believe has passed. Oh. But if you look at her Instagram, oh, she's she's got a brindle pity. <sighs> oh my god. I need to be following all these. Her name. And their dogs. The dog's name is Ziggy. That's a good. Oh, name. it's a good boy. <laughs> all right. So we start in a very unusual way for Stargate. Uh, We're seemingly back on Earth in a hospital of some kind. White scrubs, bracelets, the door's locked. She she bangs on it as the confusion of what the fuck am I doing here? I just woke up. It's uh, I like the extreme close up on her pores. Yeah, (laughs) there's like holy moly. There is definitely some not usual for Stargate camera action going on in this episode. Um, 
So she bangs on the door and two people come down the hallway and it is Dr. Adam Fletcher and a, a to-be-named nurse. Mm-hmm. Apparently Weir is in the acute care unit of Willoughby State Hospital, which Weir recognizes as a psychiatric hospital outside of D.C. And Weir's like, how did I get back to Earth? Hmm. But Dr. Fletcher's like, you never left. Dun dun dun! Credits. I do like the the most stark hospital room ever in existence. Yeah. However, the realistic approach to the loosest bracelets. Yeah. I never understood why these bracelets. Was like, why is this even on? Yeah. It's so loose. Like they it just always make slip it off. So you just slip them right off. Anyway. So the conversation moves into his office. Apparently, yeah. while she was mediating a treaty for the UN, she collapsed mid-speech. Yike. And the stress of everything apparently triggered a brief reactive psychosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry, they normally pass in a few days, which is actually accurate. They usually last less than a month. Okay. So, where's like, um, I mainly want to know how the fuck I got here from Atlantis. Um, yeah, I, this, just for starters. Yeah. This episode did a lot for me. Oh, it's a great episode all over through and through. Well, it did a lot for me in trying to understand the perspective of someone who, who, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So please excuse any ignorance. If you have something to share, I am open to, to hearing it. But as someone who, who hasn't dealt with any type of psychosis. Yeah. Or breaks of that type. I can only begin to imagine now how mistrusting it must seem and how to just f- exist. And how frustrating. Yes. Um, I just want to get that out there at the top of the episode. Yeah. Because I can't imagine how rational you must feel to yourself. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and at the same time, nobody else seems to hear it. Um, It goes without saying, Tori gets the fucking tarot award for this episode. Uh, yeah. She's goddamn amazing in this episode. I do like where she's like, how to get back from Atlantis? Pardon me, what's your security clearance? Can I be talking about this here? Yes, I do like, yeah. Well, she's not going, yeah. She's got to get all her bases covered. So the treaty she was working on was for the United Nations. And Mm -hmm. it was a non-nuclear proliferation treaty accord in North Africa. Uh Uh-huh. These are words. And Weir's like, yeah, that's cool and all. I did that two years ago. Over yep. two years ago. Like, that was an actual thing I did, but, like, I remember doing it. Once upon a time, this And it was a happened. long time ago. Yeah. Which I give her credit for doing. I guess she only knows because she's been in Atlantis for years. Because you tell me when something happened over two years ago, and I'm like, was that two years ago? I don't know time. I have these interesting, like, touchstones in time. Mm -hmm. And without them, I wouldn't fucking know anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, what was two years ago? Like, I can, I'm pretty. This year also makes that real difficult, though. I'm pretty good at going, (laughs) I did this when I lived in this house, and I lived in this house when I was doing this thing. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So I've got a couple of interesting ways to touch back. There's definitely a number of things, unless they happen in that house, sometimes I'm like, I don't know where I was living at that time. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty decent at, at, at tying them back that way. Anyway. So, Dr. Fletcher's like, that actually wasn't two years ago. That was like three days ago. <sighs> Sounds and like some bullshit to me. You've been here in a severely depressed, near catatonic state since then. <sighs> and this obviously, you know, 
wigs wear out makes yeah. Zola worried. Um, she's like, y- yeah, uh, there is definitely someone I would like to talk to about the treaty. Get to me the head of Stargate Command. We see just a pair of feet walking down the hallway. Yep. We see some dress blues. We see two stars on his shoulder. I do appreciate that when we do get an RDA guest star, we get a two for one. <sighs> Fuck yeah, it is General Jack O'Neill. Yes. Pleasantries are exchanged. Weir's like, yeah, I'm really hoping you can clear up this, like, misunderstanding we're having here. Last, she remembers she was on Atlantis. She doesn't know who she got here. She doesn't know if it was via the Stargate, via the Daedalus, all yeah. this kind of stuff. And Jack's like, okay. You're saying a lot of words, lady. Uh-huh. Yep. I, I, I do like that he's like, I don't think I am equipped <laughs> to have this conversation. Yeah. Meaning, I don't know how to negotiate with a person that's unhinged. <laughs> um, and Weir's thrown for a loop when Jack seems to have absolutely no idea what she is talking about. Um, and is also like, yeah, if you don't know, then you're not Jack. Yeah, it sounds like some bullshit to me. But being Jack is the one thing that Jack is sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, they only met a few months ago when they started working on this treaty. And he doesn't know anything about Atlantic except it was a mediocre Donovan song. <laughs> Which, Jesus. Yes. Jeebus. That's quite a throwback. So he's like, so the Stargate program. She's like, yeah. It's in a facility under Cheyenne Mountain. He's uh-huh. like... That would be NORAD. No, but it's under NORAD. Yeah, I mean, imagine hearing this from the other side. Yeah. Absolutely. She starts to explain the Stargate in the program. And that's when we get our first big old nope of the episode, when Jack's head just kind of, like, freaks out. The whole exorcist moment. Uh, (laughs) It is a jump scare that I clearly remember. Listen, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this episode. Still not prepared for that moment. It's uh, it's not good. You're just like, oh, that's uncomfortable. I'm just going to nope on out of that. Yep, yep. Sounds like the right move to me. What would you do if you saw that? I want to say that realistically, my first instinct would be, oh, I'm having a seizure. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, I think that would be my realistic first thing. Like, oh, I'm going to lie down. But then if it continued, like, yeah, that would be hard. It would be. I, I, I think it would be one of those where I would have a major jump scare and then I would just freeze. Just freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I th- I've learned. Um, My fight or flight would be confused and just I would blue screen. I've learned that in those moments, I do this thing where I hold my cards close to the vest. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, everything's fine. You didn't see that. <laughs> Pretend you didn't see that. That never happened. Just keep talking and yeah. then slowly walk out of this fucking room. <laughs> I would break. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be fun. But that would be the move. Yeah, I'd be freaking out more than weird, though. She freaks right. out, but I'd be more. Uh, and Jack's like, well, I'm going to go get Dr. Fletcher. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. no, how about you just leave now? Uh-huh. How about you just not do anything and just leave? Okay, bye. And then Weir looks at the side door. And she looks at the orderly. Yeah. And then she, Weir thinks she rolls a nat 20 it's, on yeah, stealth. Yeah, talk about fight or flight. It's definitely she rolls a one on stealth. She doesn't do great. She doesn't do great at all. 
she she watches Yorili and she like shimmies on over to the door. She's like, I'm just gonna leave now. Um, the orderly comes to stop her, gets in the way between the door, and so she just punches him. Yeah, I mean that's what I would do. Goes for the door. Um, there is a second orderly that quickly comes up, easily contains her, but not before she kicks over a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And more people coming, including Dr. I do Fetcher, like that move. Like, if I'm going down, I'm taking a bunch of shit with yeah, me. Man. Uh, fun fact, one of those orderlies that we see a couple times is Bam Bam, who's a stunt coordinator. Oh, right on. Yeah. I guess if you want anyone doing your, your stunts with your, your main actress, yeah. probably the guy who knows this shit the most. You know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so Weir is back in her room, on her bed, sitting mm-hmm. in the corner. Uh, when Dr. Fletcher comes in, apparently the Pentagon has assured him there is no Stargate program. Or Atlantis in another galaxy or a homeworld security. I'm and... sure. I'm sure they would tell you yeah. everything exactly as you need to know. 100%. And not just e- magically move her to a different facility <laughs> in two days. So it's like, what? So I just like dreamt up the past two years of my entire life? Basically, yeah. Yeah, and Fletcher explains that sometimes when a person experiences significant emotional trauma, their mind just shuts down to avoid the pain. It blue screens. Hmm. Um, you can, like, we're this whole time just looks emotionally drained, as you would yeah. expect. She's like, look, I've worked dozens of treaties. Even the worst hasn't caused, quote, significant emotional trauma. Yeah. Um, but that was just the trigger point. He says. And we learn that he's pretty sure the actual trauma was three weeks ago. Um, there, She was in a car with Simon Wallace. Hmm. We've heard that name before. And Weir's like, yeah, but we're not in a relationship anymore. Yep. And he's like, well, no, you're not. Because you're coming home from dinner. A car ran a red light. Broadsided them. Hit the driver's side door. Simon was killed instantly. And she walked away with barely any minimal injuries oh that's uh fine which is definitely something that would i mean if anything is gonna cause a break yeah that would probably do it uh and people notice her behavior change after the funeral and we're like nope 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 none of this is real noping out of this conversation Uh, you know it's a very compelling argument because i can see that my brain doing that oh 100 yep 100%. Yep. 100%. That's uncomfortable. We have okay. talked about how my brain sometimes looks just, just to avoid shit. Yeah. Yep. We're just going to put that over here. And we're, we're going to... not look at it. Yeah, we're going to put this over here in the other room. We're going to shut the door and uh, maybe uh, paint over the door. <laughs> and <laughs> so then we're just going to put a nice picture frame sure. in front of it. Exactly. <laughs> gonna... you know, then we're going to put a shelf in front of that. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And as uh, Dr. Fletcher is talking about how sometimes the mind copes by erasing memories and oh, sometimes yeah. even replacing them, Weir sees on the outside of a frosted texture window just a figure. Faceless man. Faceless man. Creep. Just a. He is just a little faceless man. Can I tell you, this is the type of shit in in movies that is the most insidious into my brain. Yeah, yeah, like this. Le- okay, don't ever watch Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, too late. Okay. Um. Also, don't. I. It was. Can I tell you the worst idea of a movie that I ever watched uh-huh. was Insidious. <laughs> that one's tough, though. That one's tough for a lot. Don't ever watch. Um. Hereditary. Yeah, no, I'm not. 
Um, but again, here's the thing. You know me. Now remember that I watched Insidious. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's a bad idea. That's That was bad. Who did that to you? Uh, former co-worker. No. Yeah. Not okay. It was bad. Um, I mean, at some point, I might make you watch... Uh, it's still gonna happen. I'm gonna make you watch Midsummer, but I'm going to tell you when not to look. But the, here's the difference, is that you know me well enough. Like, there's some horror movies that I really much... I, there's a brand of horror film that I like. The, here's the thing with Midsummer. I don't even know that you'll like the story or the horror. <laughs> I just think the art direction is so fucking That's lovely fine. that I want you to see it. But for like that. my type of horror film is Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, you know, camp. A little I bit like of camp. Camp horror. We should watch the what is? It's like the birthday one. Like I do really love. Uh, we've we watched we watched the birth first of the birthday. Oh, one. that's right, that's right. But I like you know, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, Halloween, like, cause there's camp in those. Yeah, yeah. But who who had who had mermaids? Who had mermaids? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, sometimes later, Weir and Dr. Fletcher are walking outside to meet Mama Weir. Mama Weir. I like that they've got a two-for-one haircut. Yeah. <laughs> like Mama Weir and yes. Baby Weir. <laughs> so they walk and talk, and Mom's like, look at me. Like, feel my hands. Uh-huh. This shit ain't a dream. Mmm, isn't it though, Mama Weir? And, isn't and it though? like, look, I totally agree that this doesn't feel like a dream right now, but like, also understand that the past two years also didn't feel like a dream. Yeah, isn't it though, fake weird Mama Replicator Weirs? And they hug it out over what is understandably a mom's worst nightmare of a late night call about your child being an accident, and then that little bit of a thing in your brain where you hate the fact that that lost Sam Simon, but also real glad that it was Simon and not her own daughter. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about how shitty that feels. Like, there's a lot of emotions going into the mom side of that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, And and mom has something for her Mm -hmm. and hands her a pocket watch that was Weir's father. That was Papa Weir's. Uh Uh, She found it a few months ago and, and, you know, Weir knows that always meant for her to have it, which Weir recognizes. She's like, I know because I already do have it. If I say, if your eagle eye have noticed that this has been a pocket watch on Weir's desk for most of the series, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it brought it through in the pilot episodes. And then waves of emotions hit (laughs) Weir like a wall. Yeah. Just... An ocean bashing against rocks. Yeah, just, uh, just, uh, like, beating its way to chart a new course. Yeah. Through the rocks. Through the weir. Uh Uh-huh. So late that night, weir is tossing and turning. And then there's just a a weird shower curtain type thing, which, again, we now know what it is in retrospect, but just a weird shower curtain split in the room. I'm going to share this. It's really stupid. (laughs) But I'm going to share this because I think it's funny, but also I think it's I'm cruel, and so I'm going to stop, but I have to tell you guys that I did it. Um, Our house is small. Yeah. And so if somebody goes to the bathroom, Uh sometimes you can hear things. And I uh, can always hear husband jesse opening the shower door quickly uh-huh. like the curtain yeah to make sure there's nothing in the bathroom oh yeah i close it oh, all the time <laughs> because i'm psychotic and i'm not scared of whatever's in the bathroom uh, you've been to my houses long enough that you notice the shower curtains are almost always open that's right no unless, i know unless like 
family's coming and you're like closing it to make it look fancy yeah. but like otherwise that shit those those shower curtains are open for a reason yeah i'm insane and probably not okay <laughs> i need it to be closed can i tell you i also um if i cannot if i have to take a shower in the house alone i have to lock everything oh interesting like I do not like taking showers in the house alone or something. No, I think you are. I think you are doing the correct thing because I've gotten in trouble for not locking the door. Well, the what the reason is not rational. The reason is because I'm terrified there is a murderer with a knife on the other side of the shower yeah, curtain. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that's that's probably not true. And so I like having clear shower curtains because yeah. then I can see. Yeah. Uh, although I do, I do sometimes shower with the. If I'm the only one in the house, yeah, the bathroom door is open and the shower curtain is open, yeah, because I need to be able to hear the puppos, yeah, in case they do something I need need to go catch. Um, yeah, no, I'm just basically like to the sometimes Nick has like snuck upstairs and then will need something out of the bathroom, but then I'll hear something and I will like have a panic attack, yeah, because I think that it's. I also watched, I've mentioned before, the episode of X-Files, Fluke Man, too early in life. And so if I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I have many times leapt from the bathroom to the bed <laughs> as an adult in my <laughs> mid-30s. I, I mean, I'm laughing at you, but I won't look in the mirror if the lights are, like, I won't look like, at that I bathroom mirror. I need to mirror get under the covers as quickly as humanly possible. The one thing that I'm always concerned for is that my reflect, I think I have a problem with images of myself, because we all know my rule on doppelgangers. You definitely have to kill the doppelgangers. Um, and I don't like to see myself in the mirror at night or yeah. in a reflection on a door. Well, again, I, I don't have, you don't have glasses on, so that just makes it worse. Well, I'm just convinced that I'm going to look and it's going to look away. Yeah. Yeah, well, I get that. 100% get you, that. And, you have a whole mirror issue in this episode, too, coming uh-huh. up. Okay. Ready. My thing is, so we have, we have the windows downstairs yeah. and we have like gauzy curtains yep. so you can like kind of see out of them but kind of not yeah. but the problem is is that where I sit on the couch is the perfect angles where our side light uh, shines out outside Sure. and then when it's like night and it's like 5.30 in the morning and it's dark out and I see that and then I have issues Yeah. sometimes because I've seen too many movies like Insidious. The world is scary. And this episode. And now we know why Nixie doesn't watch horror movies. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where the fuck were we? Um, All right, monsters. Monsters. So, uh, yeah, creepy shower curtain. Figure Uh behind it, being all creeper. Yeah. She gets up and goes to the shower curtain. And then, super nope, as like a figure tries to come through the shower curtain. And I'm like, I'm just going to nope out of this situation yep. real quick. She goes and yells at the door, and Dr. Fletcher's already on the other side to try to calm her down. Yep. And, of course, the shower curtain is then gone. <laughs> there was never a shower curtain. It was all in your mind. This is, makes it even less scary, that right? That makes it worse. Yep. Yay, exciting. If there was actually a shower curtain there and you just saw shit behind it, fine. Yeah. So the next day, Dr. Fletcher is like, we are... Going to up a bunch of your meds. Oof. To help you through this. 
And we're still just a, a, a tightly wound bundle of what the fuck is going yeah, on? I mean, yeah. So according to Mama Weir, mm -hmm. she told Dr. Fletcher that for a brief time as a kid, she wanted to be an astronaut, which who didn't? Yeah. And they got her a telescope for her birthday. And so Weir's like, what, you think Simon died and my mind shut down and went to another galaxy? And he's like, e e yeah. Yeah, actually, I do. I mean, in fairness, what she does isn't exactly an astronaut. It's not, but she went to space. Yeah. Anyway. It's an ex yeah, the explorer side of astronaut. Sure, sure, sure. And she lived out... In three, day in three days, she lived out two years. And he's like, yeah, well, time is, uh, time is real tricky in your mind. Mm. And in a dream state. Um, I mean... He goes, put yourself in my position. If you heard your story, do you believe it? It is a little bit nuts. Yeah. That's the fucked up part of this entire episode, right? No. You're like, yeah, I guess this would be crazy. The story's a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. So Weir gets onto the internet and finds a news article about the crash that killed Simon. Mm -hmm. And a nurse comes up and hands her meds. She proceeds to flush them down the toilet. Yep, gotta tongue those mints. Uh, sometime later in group therapy, Weir seems bored listening to Enid, who didn't head into the garden because they were waiting for her. She did tell them this time that her blood is not theirs for the taking. Yeah, good for you, Enid. Weir's like, what others? Enid's like, well, it's the invaders from one of the moons of Saturn. I mean, they're cold-blooded, so they need our warm blood I to do, survive, and you have to be careful. I do love that Weir imagines this British-accented uh -huh. woman in her yeah. sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dr. Fletcher is like, well, do you, Weir, want to go next and talk about your experience in Atlantis? And she's like, that's a big fuck no. How about no? It's top secret, and none of you have clearance. <laughs> that's what I would have said. <laughs> none of you have security clearance. If I ever have a break, Nixie, <laughs> yes. Nixie, and I'm telling them that they don't have clearance, yep. you are probably going to be the only one who does. <laughs> just a code for so Nixie. I need, so when I start to lose it, you just go, it's okay, I have clearance. Yeah, I have clearance. I have security clearance. Yeah. It's okay. That'll be the code for, like, it's okay. <laughs> so she's let back into her room. And you already know from the lighting and the music that this isn't going to go nope, well. Nope, this is going to be bad. First, there is something trying to get out from her bed, which I'm like, fuck no. Yep, guess I'm not sleeping there tonight. <laughs> Again, I get freaked out when, like, the dog's toy gets stuck under the quilt sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's that? What's that? What's that? It's, like, knees and legs in this tightly made bed, and you're like, nope, 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 I, nope. I love that it is just certain body parts. Yes. So <laughs> fucking creepy. She rips the sheets off. There's nothing there. And then there's a sound, and that guy is there in the window again. And you see him walk over to the door, and the door is clear, but you only see his shoulder in a black shirt trying to open the locked door, and you're like, no. Here's what I think is interesting. Fucking no. What would you do if you saw that? Would you run from it? Would you kind of stay away and just look at it the way she does? Again, I would do probably what she does and just freeze. I think I might become confrontational. Here's my thing. I think I would default again. Most of my knowledge of how to survive has come from movies. Mm -hmm. So I would stay very still, hoping that just like a T-Rex in Jurassic Park, <laughs> it can't see me if I don't move. <laughs> I think that's the smarter approach. I think my dumbass would... 
I think here's here's my here's my thinking. If I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go loud and fast. Now that would be later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would be like it was one of those where they would probably have to make the first move. Yeah. And then I would be, oh no, I'm not fucking going down without a fight. Yeah. Uh, I've never been in a fight, but I can imagine but I'm, I'm fairly scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I know I can kick real hard. That's like my one benefit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it's it's just a nope. And there's like a growling sound. It's just a no all yeah. around for me. Yeah. It's a pass. It's safe to say we understand why she takes her meds the next day. Yeah, the morning. next day she's like pills. Okay, <laughs> yes. more pills, please. Thanks, please. bye. Yeah. So sometime later, um, probably a few weeks and imagining where is outside as, mm-hmm. as Dr. Fletcher walks over. And she wonders if she's ever going to remember the accident. And mm. he's like, maybe, maybe not. But also, if you don't, you know, is that the worst thing in the world? I mean, yeah. I get it. Depends on how you feel about the avoidance of an issue, yeah. Uh-huh. At least for a while, probably a good thing. Sure. You know, give yourself time to be able to attack that. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Fletcher says she's doing really, really well, and she's ready. Ready, we find out, to go home. Dr. Fletcher arrives up to her house, which is exactly as she remembered it, mm-hmm. um, and outruns Sedgwick. Which is interesting, because it's not the house we remember from the first time we see her, right? Um, No, it's not. Okay. Here's my... Okay, so I'll tell you this. Here's my... Can't, and they don't really explain this, ever. Mm-hmm. I think the house we saw last time was Simon's house. Okay. That's fair. And this is her house. Yeah. This does seem to be more like in the city style yeah. living. This seems more like Georgetowny. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, the, again, this is Tori's actual puppo. Second time she's seen and only in non-real sequences. <laughs> she dreams about puppo. Um and I mean, in fairness, if I want to choose my dreams, I want my puppos. Oh, the puppos 100% going to be there. Puppos my dreams. Puppos. So, sometime later, she's out back in a little porch working on a crossword puzzle when Jack just pops in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is confused, like, when she tries tra- cracking a joke at her own expense. Jeez. <laughs> she's like, I'm trying. Yeah. That doesn't go uh-huh. well. So she's going to head back to teach at Georgetown in the fall. And actually, Jack and the UN is also kind of really wanting her to finish that whole treaty she's working on before she broke. Yeah, I do like the, you left us in the middle of the joke yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I do like, I mean, he goes, well, you're the, you're the best, even if you had a setback, he <laughs> said awkwardly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Weir's actually feeling really, really good. And she's actually thinking she's ready to go back to work. <laughs> so that night, Weir takes her pills, jumps into bed with Cedric, who, like a good doggo, curls up right next to her. The best Although bubba. she does fall asleep like a creepy person just on top of everything. Yeah, that is a little weird. But I guess if you're on as many drugs as her, I will excuse that as her reasoning for falling asleep. That's fine. Uh-huh. Um, but you still didn't crawl under, like, sheets or a quilt or, or I anything. I mean, I'm more... 
Yeah, I think we've had this conversation before. It's like, I can't sleep with pants on. Yeah. Under the blankets? Well, I'm just a, such a blanket person that I'm I, like, I need a blanket. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, pants off, blankets on. Yeah. Like, I need to not be in clothing that makes me too hot under there. <laughs> yeah. But I need the weight of all the blankets I on my body. I just want the blankets. I yeah. just want to curl up. So, anyway... She immediately falls asleep, and suddenly, we see her unconscious in the Atlantis infirmary in an isolation tent. Yay, reality! Oh no, it's bad. And whatever's going on with Weir is getting worse, and it's not just her brain anymore. They're spreading throughout her entire body, and Carson turns to John and tells him, we're losing her. Yikes. So... So, let's talk about what's going on here. Turns out the nanites have invaded Weir's body, like oh, the replicator cool. nanites. That's super normal. They came from Neom when he attacked her in the puddle jumper, infected her, and they started replicating immediately. And they're not basically just eating her inside out for raw fuel. <laughs> super fine. That's just fine. Raw material to keep replicating. Yep. And then key thing to keep in mind, like, they're not doing it maliciously. They're not doing it to kill her. They're just doing what they do. That's what they... But it's interesting to see how they do what they do. Yeah, it's just programming. Mm-hmm. So Carson figures it's like a latch, last-ditch attempt to survive for them. Like, this is not their huge. They don't yeah. just normally take over and eat human bodies. Mm-hmm. This is just survival. Yep. Things are not okay. And John's like, well, an EMP worked last time can we do that again <laughs> i mean that's an idea it is and carson's like that would have been a great idea a while ago but at this point the nanites have bonded to the neurons and cells if we kill the nanites they're gonna kill weir yep and in a petri dish setting at least white blood cells are doing their thing what white blood cells are supposed to do against the nanites the same as if it was anything else but in her body, it's like the immune system is ignoring the nanites. Yeah. Something in the nanites has learned to talk to the immune system. Yeah. The nanites have rolled in that 20. Well, it's, it's, um, I just like them because it's far-fetched, but not so far-fetched that 100%. it's not believable. Because immune systems can be bad communicators, guys. Yes. Sometimes immune systems will <laughs> attack shit they shouldn't. Yeah. And sometimes they won't attack the shit they should. You sound like you're someone who's speaking with uh, with knowledgeable experience there, On both Grace. immune systems and communication <laughs> studies, mind you. <laughs> I wish I could use my own communication studies to talk to my immune system and, and be, be like, like, Hey, bro, stop attacking that thyroid. We need it. It is your friend. Yeah. It's definitely on the same team. <laughs> so nothing Carson... Like, Carson is just loading her up on, like, pro... A lot of vitamin C. Yeah. All that... What's it later? Emergency. Vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, emergency and vitamin D. All of it to try to boost her immune system, but mm-hmm. nothing is working. And right now they're losing this battle. Oof. So we can come back. We're with Weir in D.C., pantsuit, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And we meet Jack. Mm-hmm. She's ready. She's still, you know, she still tires quickly. Um, I do feel like we get more Jack in this episode than we did on 200, which is interesting. did. <laughs> nice. But he didn't have to change outfits. And it also was the real Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it was actual Jack. Yeah. Not just voice of on puppet 
Well, no, but I mean, this isn't real Jack. Oh, right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jack figures, you know, she has to work herself back into playing shape, spend a little time doing short shifts before you jump into the first line. Where's like, I don't, I don't, huh? I don't know nothing about football, and Jack's like, nor do you know anything about hockey. I mean, I didn't know what any of those words were either. Yeah, that's hockey. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have known her if it was football either. Yeah, shift and line change. Yeah, that's, okay. that's hockey. Um, we're admits. I know what scrimmage means. No, I don't. <laughs> I know that scrimmage is a thing. It is a football. thing in multiple. Well, it's in multiple sports. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything. Okay. <laughs> Outfield, infield. That those are terms. You know yeah. baseball. I know baseball. Yeah. The end. So we're admits that she just feels numb right now, mm-hmm. uh, and Doctor Fletcher figures it's the meds, just having to find the right balance, and you know. Jack just wants to make sure they're on the same page here. They're against the proliferation of the nuclear weapons. Just no. against it. Not not for it. Just to make cool. sure here. Just checking. So back in Atlantis, McKay is like... I mean, she's just unconscious. Carson's like, okay, yeah, but, you know, you never know. Talk to her. Yeah. Tell her to keep fighting. It works to coma patients. Mm-hmm. Um, Reminders... Mc- of why McKay is a scientist <laughs> and not a human people doctor are very apparent in from this, here forward. Yes. This is the first example of it. He's like, if it's not some fact-based thing, yeah. I'm not going to try it. But studies have shown that these type of activities or spiritually grounded people have better luck yeah. with recovery. 100%. I mean, McKay's like, were any of those comas caused by nanites invading people's bodies? <laughs> yeah. And Carson's like, fuck off. Just someone go talk to her. Someone yeah. wants to talk is to her. Is it going to hurt to talk to her? No. Then do it. And Carson points out that her brain is way more active than someone in a coma. It's mm. almost like she's going about her daily life and might be able to hear us. Crazy how she do the thing. Um, the immune-boosting drugs aren't doing much, and Carson sort of just gazes off for a second. <laughs> and it's a look that McKay recognizes. Oh, oh, yeah. It's the look he gets when he gets a brilliant idea, and John's like, how the fuck do you know what you look like when you get a brilliant idea? Well, of course, McKay's gotten them in front of the mirror before oh, to know what Because, in case we haven't established, nobody loves McKay more than McKay. Accurate. <laughs> I mean, it is the also no one hates McKay more than McKay, but that's a whole other well, yeah, that's whole another, other thing. Nobody thinks about McKay as much as McKay. Accurate. <laughs> uh, so Carson doesn't know if it's brilliant, but it's something, and he just kind of rushes off. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. while John is alone in the room, John turns and tells Weir, um, if if she can hear him, he should probably say something profound. But he's not good at profound, so he just tells her that the doing everything they can to help her through. I love I love the attempt. Yeah. That just kind of falls like bleh. Yeah. Um but it is very sweet and he's like fight the thing. I'm surprised he doesn't just quote movies at her. You know, if, if this is I think it's one of those situations where you know, because you can't like quote the movies inside of another TV show. Sure. If this was like a real thing going on. Yeah, hundred percent. He would just be quoting films, or just be reading at her. Yeah, from whatever book he's got available. So that night at Weir's house, she goes take her meds. Actually, that's what. Okay, if yeah. I'm ever in a coma again, uh-huh. um, and I need to be talked to and entertained, 
Tell me murder stories. We'll do. Okay, thanks. We'll do. Yeah. We're just gonna. We gotcha. <laughs> or just or you know read some poem. I need to be interested. Yeah, exactly. You know what I, I mean? mean? I know the weird yeah. dark shit to get yeah, you yeah, interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so then, then at Weir's house, she goes to take her meds. And then the mirror is suddenly her face with no features Yay. on it, just skin on her bone. And I am, nope. Just nope. That's when you shatter the mirror. <laughs> just nope. That would definitely is a shatter the mirror moment. So John keeps... I, I will say, I have had... Sorry. No, go for I it. I have had nightmares where... It's funny that the, the migraine last night didn't trigger this. Where you, the vision, your vision starts to go and it just goes and it just, it's gone and you don't get it back. Can I tell you, and we, we've discussed already today about how my brain just like um, avoids situations it doesn't want to deal with sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I say this not in like, just as a factual statement, not in like a weird braggy thing. I, going into my childhood... I can't remember nightmares. That's awesome. As a kid, I used to think it's because my stuffed animal, Littlefoot, would, like, dinosaur him away. probably protect him. But, like, I, rem- I, I remember one that was, like, a little creepy. Um, and mainly it was creepy because I did that thing where I didn't move the entire night. So you, like, suddenly wake yeah. up and you don't feel like you can move. I legitimately do not remember ever having a nightmare. That is amazing. That's kind of great. Which, again, possibly just made me my brain going, yeah, we're just going to put that shit over there and we're just going to not tell her about it. We're going to zip that file up real tight. <laughs> yeah. Just... And then we're going to zip that into another file. <laughs> but it also just made me, there is a weird corner of my brain where, again, they have, like, plastered over the wall and put, like... Yeah, the, it's, the, it's got a false front. It's got a false front and just behind there is, like, all the weird shit my brain's hey, man. As long as that telltale heart ain't beating, you're fine. You are totally fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so there may have been weird dreams involving faceless me, but my brain just tucks that shit away. I have what I had one dream that I still remember very clearly. I can see it. Mm -hmm. I must have been in like first grade. Mind you, it's a dream and I was six. Yeah. But I had these cards and they were like trading cards. But they had Barbie dolls on them. Uh-huh. And one of them I had. And then my uncle goes, oh, no, that's the cursed card. <gasps> and then the Barbie doll started talking. And she's like, oh, I'm going to turn your fingers into things. <laughs> and she turned my fingers into tiny blue baseball caps. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. Tell me that's not fucking strange. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I've had dreams like that. But, like, they don't freak me out. Oh, see, I think to me, if I wake up feeling tense then i know what i mean is i've had dreams like that but i don't find them tense oh okay my it's just sure i have that's weird finger caps i have finger finger fingers are now ball caps i have hat fingers now and i just go on (laughs) fingers yes i have hat fingers fingers. moving on like that's a normal thing that's that's happening now that may be also the weird part of my brain is it i like it it's adaptable find that shit weird brain do what brain do Okay, John's not profound. Yeah, so John keeps talking. He doesn't know what the nanites are doing to her, but you can't let them get to you. We see her picking up all the pills she spilt on the ground in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. John tells her they're doing everything they can. She just has to do her part. She has to fight. And then Weir's throws all the pills down the toilet. Yeah, throw them away. 
so in Dr. Fletcher's office, he figures he just kind of scaled back too hard on the meds. Yeah. yeah it's all about finding the balance. Sure. Huh. And where's like, that's exactly what Jack said. Wait a minute. So at night, in, in bed with Sedgwick, mm-hmm. she hears John's voice call her name. And she sees a figure, just a silhouette of a dude in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, again, super normal. Very noticeable-ish. Looks very like John. Normal. Yeah. Um, and, and I he, mean, at that point, I'd be like, who's this handsome man in my bedroom? What's going on there? What's up, buddy? Well, here's the thing. So she gets up to follow him in the most awkward crawl over the foot of your bed and not go off the side yeah, of your bed move ever. That is a, yeah. But here's the thing. Those of us who are dog owners understand you trust your doggos. Yeah. If your doggo is just, like, chilling and sleeping and, like, not noticing anything, yep. probably not anything there. Yeah. 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 The freakiest part is when the dog just barks at a spot in the middle of the room. I do love those moments. Um, we have one doggo that likes to bark at all the things all the time. So mm-hmm. he's a little bit the dog who cried wolf. Uh, yes. But the other one, one time, once or twice, has gone out in the morning for his, you know, his sunrise pee, if yeah. you will. Um, and it's still a little bit dark. And if he makes sounds, <laughs> I am convinced there's a gator in the pool. Oh, 100%. There's one time he bellowed and ran in and I was just like, what? <laughs> What could be back there? I'm so scared. And we locked the door and we all went inside. Yeah, no, uh, my favorite is still when your dog just barks at something in the middle of the room or something at the top of the stairs. What? It's fine. It's just haunted now. It's just fine. Yeah. It's just good. Moon's haunted. Um, But here, Sedgwick does not, you know. Yeah. Sedgwick isn't bothered by anything. He's like, it's just John, mama. It's just John. Yeah. So she goes to the living room, opens a door, and sees the event horizon of a wormhole. Go through it. She starts to go through it, and then suddenly there's two orderlies in her house who take her arms and her injector with something. That See, that would have been the telltale sign to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Where's definitely breaking at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, she wakes up back in the hospital. Jack is in the room asking how she's feeling, mm-hmm. telling her people are worried. Jack is as well. Obviously, he's been pushing her too hard at the treaty, and she's just gonna stay here until she's better. Oh, okay. That's fine. It's fine. Yep. Back in Atlantis, Carson and McKay walk into the room with the rest of the team triumphantly. We found a way to uncouple the nanite cells from from weir cells, and Carson's like, what's this we you're talking about? Yeah, I like how McKay is like, I did a thing. Yeah. Anytime a thing happens, it's because I did it. Uh-huh. Look, I did it. And Carson's like, that's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm... I just want her to be Exactly. Fine. Yeah. Carson's like, that's it's fine. Uh, again, this is why McKay is not a doctor, because <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> McKay's triumphs are for McKay. <laughs> yes. Solely. So they're going to create a distraction. McKay holds up the uh-huh. cylinder that clearly has a hazardous icon on it. Yeah, and yeah, I love yeah. how Carson's like, please gingerly give me that. And yeah. Let me carefully set it onto the table. Yeah. Please um, don't destroy the vaccine. W- so the nanites remain to fight the wraith. Mm-hmm. So they're going to implant a small amount of wraith tissue into her body. They're all going to be like, hey, it's a wraith tumor. Let's oh. go fucking attack it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they're programmed to. Yeah. And that's going to unbind with weird cells. 
uh, and the whole thing is just a back and forth with McKay finishing Carson's sentences. Right. The distraction won't be long. Should be just enough to zap her safely with an impulse. Yeah. And McKay picks up the dangerous material while Carson's like, please slow down. Again. <laughs> yeah. Have a little bit of cool. This is my thing. Back at the hospital, Weir is playing solitaire. And as you stack the solitaire cards... Oh, yeah. All the cards that would be face up form a gate address. Yay! The last card being the home symbol for Earth. Yay! And then we see Carson bandage the site on Weir's leg where he's injected the wraith mm-hmm. cells. Um, oh, and in case you're wondering about the other tech in this room, apparently this impulse just goes through the scanner and will only hit Weir. I mean, that's fine. We're just it's not going to talk about that. It's fine. Everything else is let. That's totes normal. I just got distracted by a weird dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying under a, a naked branch. You know they are. They did also announce they're making a prequel to The Lion King. So yeah. oh, he's practicing. His he's nurse. practicing. He's gonna be the star of it. Yeah. He's gonna play the young Mufasa. Yeah. He, it's, I don't understand what he's doing, but I love him. My favorite is is his ears don't normally stand up, and it's just perfectly standing up right now. Yeah, standing up. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry guys, this is not very interesting <laughs> to you guys, but I cannot begin to tell you how adorable this is. There is just, yeah, a giant, a giant dog who is having more joy rolling in grass. Literally, yeah, he's like, oh, this smells bad, let me roll. And so, but he moves from one spot to the other by army crawling and but then rolling in it. I'm just saying there's few things in life that have given me the amount of joy that that dog is having right now rolling uh-huh. in grass. Just I bet I bet there's poop under there. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, in Dr. Fletcher's office, <laughs> yep. Weir shows him all eight symbols. Uh-huh. And she's like, "This is the address to Atlantis from Earth." Like she keeps seeing it now over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And Jack is apparently there now also for reasons. Magically. Magically, dream state, magic. Where's like, look, I know you think I'm delusional. But, like, she cannot shake the feeling that something or someone is communicating with her. Maybe she just can't fight this feeling anymore. Uga chaka. She's forgotten Uga. what she's fighting for. Uga chaka. I went completely oh, different song. I like that, too. No, but I it's like fine. It it's one of those, it's two, there are two songs that you could make, like, that uh-huh. combo mix with. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's keep moving. Where did the dog go? He behind you. Okay, good. So, I heard banging. <laughs> that Atlantis is real, and she has to get back there. Mm-hmm. So Jack is like, "Let me get this straight. So we're the fantasy, yeah, and that's real." He goes, "Look, I don't mind being fantasized about occasionally." Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I believe that. But like, we're right here. Yeah, and. Dr. Fletcher's like, but how would you get to Atlantis then? Well, Stargate Command. Jack's like, so we're just gonna waltz into NORAD. Yep. Weir is not playing anymore. She's like, I-, I know you're just trying to humor me. I know what I. She's like, I know what I was told, but I also know what I feel. I know and what I'm Atlantis about. Atlantis is real, <laughs> and I have to get back there. Yeah. Carson realizes the plan is working. We see on the screen all the nanites are booking it to her leg. Mm-hmm. So he gives the cue and McKay hits the EMP and the screens go out for a second, but they come back in. Mm-hmm. 
And just before they're about to celebrate this working, they realize it didn't actually work. Damn it. For a second, they don't know why, but McKay quickly realizes it. Duh. They were able to kill the original nanites, but now they've been using organic material to replicate. So now there's assholes in there that are just part of her cells. Yeah. Yay. They're immune to EM pulse, and they're Mm. replicating again. Damn it. Now what do we do? So Weir comes out of the bathroom, back in her minds. Dr. Fletcher knows she's been spitting on all the pills. Um, she's like, look, the pills aren't gonna help. Um, she's pretty insistent. She's like, this shit ain't gonna fly. Yep. Um, and he's like, well, you've left me with no other choice. And the two orderlies just grab her. Great. Grab her into her room. Uh-huh. Strap her down to a gurney. Oh, boy. Ward this for hurt. And listen, I'm pretty sure this is not in any way, shape, or form how electroshock therapy actually works. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're... Yeah. Like, maybe in the 1940s and 50s it still did. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe poor Sylvia Plath dealt with this kind of bullshit. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. So back on Atlantis, uh, John just wants to keep zapping her with the EM pulse. Yeah, just, you know. It's like, this series is not going to work too at this point. Zappity zap zap. Carson tells him a bunch of the nanites are now in the arteries in her brain that supply blood flow to all the higher brain eee, functions. So he has her started on 100% oxygen and norepinephrine, which is basically a drug that tells your heart and brain to, like, keep that blood pumping real good now. Yeah, keep going. You just keep going. Yeah. Um, and in an effort to save her from cerebral hypoxia... Yes. Which would be, you know, Lack dead brain. oxygen to the brain. Brain dead. Yeah. John's like, well, what if she's fighting it? Mm. And that's what's causing this. What if they're trying to con- take control of the machine they are stuck in right now, which would just be weird. And when we they EMP'd her, they killed off a whole bunch of them. The ones that weren't organic now. Yep. And it was enough to even out the odds. It was enough to give Weir a chance. Yep. They sent some men into battle. You know, they took out a way for her. Yes. They did a one round of 100 <laughs> points of damage, if you will. Yes. On a D&D monster. So Carson's like, look, her mind is active. It's like she's thinking, right? It's like she's living. What if they're force- trying to force her to give up? Yeah. It's literally battle of wills, Taylor suggests. Carson's like, I, I love Carson at this point. He's like, well, I've heard weirder shit. I mean, it's not, again, at this point, he's <laughs> like, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, but if that's the case, all they can do is give her more time. And yeah. this is on her to beat. Yeah. Oof. John's like, nope. And just goes on in through not, <laughs> isolation. Not if I can help it. Um, And goes to tell her that they are all here. Oh, no, he doesn't go inside yet. Not yet. Not this yet. After a couple of seconds. He just goes to the wall and is like, we're here. Keep fighting. Yeah. So in her, be- in her head on the gurney, she sees a figure through frosted glass and hears John's voice to fight this. So mm-hmm. she breaks free of the restraints because she's a yep. monster. Yep. And kicks She's one of the rage. orderlies. Yeah, yeah, she is she is barbarian rage. raging. Yeah. Um, running down the hallway, uh, she follows the figure into the elevator once she sees like she sees the figure down the hallway, it goes into an elevator, she goes contemplate the elevator, 
then sees Fletcher and the orderlies coming, so she's like, I'm totes getting on that elevator, yo. Yep, and it's gonna take me where I need to be. Uh, and when they open back up again, she's at the SGC. Yep. Brain, man. Brain does good things. This is the type of shit my brain does in dreams all the time. Yeah. Uh, she walks out and runs down an empty SGC hallway, and Jack appears behind her mm-hmm. and is like, look, you are safe here at Stargate Command. It's okay. Follow me. No. I do say, I will say, these fucking nanites are clever. Oh, uh, yeah. And adaptable. Yeah. And dangerous. At the far end of the hallway is John, not John, out of focus, you know, beckoning her this way. Mm-hmm. And Weird does not really trust Jack when he's like, it's okay, I won't hurt you. Yeah, well, the second somebody says that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to trust them. So she runs after John, not John, but he's gone. Mm-hmm. And there's two SF with guns drawn, blocking her way, and suddenly there's two more behind her. She's trapped. Yeah. In the infirmary, Carson's like, the nanites are spreading faster, they're losing Weir, and that's when John's like, fuck it, goes inside the isolation tent and puts his hand on her arm and in her hand. Yeah, he's like, I don't care anymore. Everyone's like, no, maybe not. Don't yeah. do that, you should not do that. Yeah. Um, Weir can now see John inside the SGC. Yeah, I mean, I get John's point, right? This is a last-ditch effort. If yeah. it can save her, then it means they can find a way to save him after. But I can and also see everyone else... to save her, fuck it. But I can also see everyone else going, uh, nanites. Yeah. <laughs> can we not nanites more of you, please? Hyper-contagious. Yeah. Well, actually, they don't know if it's hyper-contagious or yeah. not. So, pl- he is plainly telling her, look, you are infected by nanites. They are trying to take control of your mind and body. Do not let them. Fight them. Mm-hmm. And Jack walks up from behind, past the SFs. He's like, look, I'm I'm, I'm really sorry, but you're, you're going to have to come with me. Nope. And John tells her that she knows which way she has to go. And to run. Yay. So she turns and runs away from Jack. Everyone opens fire. It doesn't hit her at all. Carson's like, what part of isolation don't you understand? (laughs) Well, you know, everybody needs an isolation buddy. Go. They're like, go put him in isolation and run through a scanner. It's like, you know, at that point, let them isolate together. So Weir runs into the control room, starts dialing. Apparently her hand unlocks the computer at this GC. At least in her head it does. She runs up to the active Stargate, and Jack steps up in front of her at the last moment, and then morphs into Dr. Fletcher. Well, that's that's a good sign. That's a great that's sign. That's a great yeah. sign. Um, and and she's like, um, yeah, no, I'm gonna be heading through that Stargate, and you're not gonna be stopping me? Yeah. And now Dr. Fletcher morphs into name. Yeah, now we know what the real truth is. Um... And then he's like, yeah, no, you're you're not going anywhere. Weir's like, um... I'm gonna, though. Pretty sure I'm going to. And she just takes a moment, solidifies herself, and just walks right through him. Uh, yeah, I do love that she doesn't see him until after she hears John tell her it's a nanite. Yeah. Um, but I almost wish she got a chance to push him. Instead of just walking through them. Well, there is, there's also that little bit of, of the idea that, like, it's almost more in, it's more of a, a, 
bigger diss and more insulting to just yeah. acknowledge he doesn't exist at all. That's fair. That is fair. You know? I do like that idea. So she wakes back up in the infirmary, back on Atlantis, and she looks over to the rest of her team and is like, I'm, I'm back. And Carson reassures her, she never left. Mmm. But didn't I? So later when she's out of isolation, back in the control room on the balcony, still up, she's like, I've been asleep for a while, I'm good for a little bit. Yeah. Jemma's also out of quarantine as well. And she's like, look, if just that small amount of nanites did that to her, like, yikes. Yeah, this is, these nanites are a big deal. As big of a deal as the Wraith. Also, she was only out for like five hours. Oof. And Weir says it felt like a lifetime. Well, yeah. And John's like, well, it's really good to have you back in the real world. I mean, I think it's the real world. Or he could be affected. It? And Weir's like, how about you don't? Yeah. I have had, <laughs> I will tell you one time I played that joke on on husband Jesse. And he's like, that's not funny. Never do that again. Yeah. I'm freaking out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no. And I was like, or is this real? He's like, nope. I don't want to play that game. I was like, okay, sorry. I thought I was being funny and uh, adorable, but apparently not. Hey, nope. Uh, this is a great fucking episode. It's great, like, little metaphors of, of just stuff. Um, I do I, like the way the nanites was, are such assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh, sorry. Say, there's more. No, no, no. I was just going to say the two things of, like, we see her. She's holding her father's pocket watch. Yeah. And also, I'm really, really, really hoping she has some some long sessions with Heitmeyer soon. Oh my god, she's gonna need them. <laughs> she's gonna need them. And yeah. then, imagine if she ever met someone who looked like Alan Ruck. Oh, yeah, no. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Kill him. He's an anite. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a replicator. Um... I like this episode. I knew you would. I like the, the the ideas behind it. I like that she builds this entire world. I wonder why it's Jack. Like, I could go on these deep dives. Yeah. Why, why was it Jack in her head? Mm -hmm. Because it's one of those things where it had to be someone that she would trust, but also not like a John level of trust. Yeah. It had to be someone who could also have... I don't want to say the nefarious part of it, but, like... Well, someone she doesn't know as well as she knows John. Like exactly. Less intimate of a... Uh... Yeah, it had to be someone where it, when they play, like, that other side of, oh, no, we're just gonna... You're just gonna... It's fine. We're gonna leave... You're gonna stay yeah. in the hospital for some time. It's not fine, though. It was never fine. It also, in my head, makes me think that she probably did know a Dr. Fletcher at some point, or someone... That's what I wonder, too. Like, yeah. if that person exists. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was, like, one of her college professors or something, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, before the neighbor's dog gets very upset at us, yes. what have we got on the docket for We next are week? doing next SG-1 Counter-Strike. Burn a Yes. Um, I predict striking, uh -huh. and then the other but side like a counterclockwise strike yep, against a strike yeah um guys we missed you <laughs> this was fun <laughs> this is like hour four of recording yeah. um, <laughs> um we'll see you guys next week with counter-strike until then you know where to find us on twitter we're at tara podcast facebook there's no place like tara email us at there's no place like tara at gmail.com read us like us review us for things 
don't remember those. Apple Podcasts. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. There's Patreon. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.